0: This is going to be very, very interesting. I'm going to attempt to remember what I said last time for the intro, if you're ready.
1: God, I don't remember. I don't remember what you said.
0: (laughs) I think I said something like, Welcome to Analog Shtick, the PlayStation 2 podcast. The podcast where we slowly but surely work our way through the entire North American PS2 library. Discussing and semi-reviewing every game along the way. Today we will be discussing just two games... SSX and SSX Tricky. I am your co-host Clayton joined as always by my co-host the double backflip vacation to a late nifty 50 my co-host Morgan. Morgan how are you?
1: I'm completely confused as to what my identity even is. Uh, (laughs) I'm not familiar with that um, salad of words that just left your mouth.
0: I looked up I tried to find like the most complicated uh, trick like trick that I could find.
1: It sounded like the most complicated (laughs)
0: <laughs> is there any tricks to you that like stood out while playing this game? Because there were a couple that I kept performing over and over again just by accident. Right. Uh, stalefish being the most common. I, I heard fillet a stale stalefish a lot. And I don't know what button combination that is, but I kept hitting it.
1: So the trick that I like hands down was performing the most was um, spinning wildly in the air and then immediately eating shit. so (laughs) that's all I could pull off really
0: yeah so how long do you think you played each game respectively
1: it's hard to remember because it was like a few feels like a few weeks ago it might have been a few weeks ago who knows what time even is anymore um I played tricky more definitely that's good and I think it was like a couple hours for each but I kept having this issue With both games. And um, probably because I was playing on an emulator. And I have this like later in the notes. But basically what would happen is sometimes when I landed a trick or if I fell, my character model would like phase out of existence. Uh, (laughs) And so I couldn't see myself anymore. Except for, you know, like the little line in the snow that like kind of follows your snowboard around. Yeah. That was the only thing that was left of me. And so... I was, like, trying to race and, like, do things without being able to see myself. And so, you know, then I would, like, do the next jump and, like, try to do a trick, not be able to see myself um, fall down and, like, crash. And then my character model would reappear. So that was really nice. Uh, So I I couldn't see myself half the time.
0: I was playing on a PS2, just not through a disc, but I ran into a couple glitches as well. I ran into one, like, multiple times where... Uh, my character would be stuck sideways, but it would act like he's going straight on, if you know
1: what I mean. Okay, I think that also happened to me as well. Yes.
0: I think that happened in SSX. Not tricky. I don't remember. Okay. They're very similar. Also, we just... uh, There's some other things I wanted to bring up before we got into it, but whatever. I wanted to just briefly mention, because we've been doing this podcast now for a little bit, I think we have a better idea of what we want it to be. We're going to be releasing a episode at the second of every month. So it's going to be a monthly thing for now. Uh, I think that that's for the best. I think it gives us enough time to like actually play the game and, I don't know, think about it. We're also going to be limiting ourselves for the most part, some exceptions like this episode, to one game. If it ever makes sense to cover multiple games at once, like this game where it's two games that are essentially the same, just kind of like I don't know, SSX Tricky is kind of like an updated SSX, so I think it makes sense to talk about them together, but for the most part, just discussing a single game at a time, and going forward, we're going to pass the baton of choosing a game back and forth, so this is kind of like my choice for this month, and then I'll give Morgan uh, the ability to choose next month's game, and yeah... You can find us Uh, on (laughs) Spotify at uh, Analog Shtick, hopefully Apple soon. We're also on Google Podcasts, even though I didn't actively put ourselves on Google Podcasts, so that's cool. Uh, Video version is always on Joyce Shtick at YouTube. Wait, sorry. Did
1: you say we're on Google and you didn't put us on Google?
0: Yeah, I didn't do that. Did Google just yoink us? So the podcast hosting service I use is called Red Circle And it's basically like one of the only free ones that I could find. Uh, Most podcast hosting services are paid or it's like some other, like you have it through your web. I don't know. Uh, This was just the easiest one for us and it automatically puts us on Google Um, Hmm. and I didn't stop that. Okay. So I was like, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. It's cool. There is apparently one other analog shtick podcast out there, which I was very surprised about. And so it is now my goal to overtake them. Wait, don't they just
1: have like the one episode?
0: I think so. But still, we must, we must overtake them. We must. Okay. (laughs) Okay, back to the SSX discussion. SSX, or Super Snowboard Cross, sometimes referred to as snowboarding, surfing, and motocross. I don't know why I found conflicting information on this. It seems like there should just be a definite answer, but could be either one of those. So yeah, Morgan, what's your like... Do you have any experience with this series? Any prior knowledge going into this episode?
1: Um, I think I'd heard of it. Well, we touched on it briefly, and um, was SSX was part of the launch library, right? It was. Yeah,
0: it was. Again, I found conflicting information on that, but I believe it is part of the launch lineup.
1: Okay, Uh, then that would be my only prior experience. Was there? I I think there was a snowboarding game on the ps1 but i don't remember what it was called and i don't remember if it's affiliated with ssx or if ssx was the first game just on the ssx PS2. is the first game oh, yeah. it is? so okay, it started so with the ps2 it was
0: originally um like being developed for the dreamcast and i guess it got delayed and then it became a ps2 exclusive which is kind of weird i don't know if there was like an actual deal and that's the reason it's a ps2 exclusive or if it's just like you know
1: that's just how the development went. <laughs> Yeah, like
0: yeah. I, because I don't think GameCube or Xbox wouldn't have been out, so I guess their only other option would have been to put it on like the Dreamcast, which is kind of like a, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It ended up being a PS2 exclusive. None of the other games aside from oh wait, I say that, but I think there was a Wii exclusive game at some point. Let me just pull up the list of SSX games. So in a lot of people's minds. The main SSX games, I believe, uh, are SSX, SSX Tricky, SSX 3, SSX On Tour, and then there was SSX Blur, which I don't think most people like. And I think that was the Wii exclusive one. Ha. Yeah. And then uh, there was a reboot of the franchise in 2012, uh, just called SSX, and... It was a very divisive reboot, to say the least. That was my introduction to the franchise. Uh, I remember enjoying it. I played it like roughly when it came out, um, and it was kind of like meant to be like a more gritty reboot what? in a lot of ways. How I know it's, how do you it's make very it gritty? <laughs> I know that's that's to me. Not knowing the series prior, I didn't really. I wasn't really bothered by it. Um, I believe that whenever they showed the game for the first time, there was a bunch of backlash. Um, so they toned it down a little bit. They, they still managed to get that run DMC sample for the tricky thing. So it's like, there was like kind of like two conflicting aesthetics going on with that game. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cause the, the whole game was based around this idea of like, um, these, like, I think it was like nine deadly descents. And it was basically, like, you were going around to different mountain ranges, and at Uh. the peak of every mountain range, there was, like, a specific, um, like, I don't know what the best word is, like, challenge or, like, um, obstacle. Like, um, for one, it's, like, it's really cold, so you have to, like, pick a line that has sun. Like, you can't stay in the shade for too long or else you'll die. Um, What? Or uh, there's one where you're going through, like, a volcano, so you have to have, like, a headlamp on. That one I remember being, like, so freaking disorienting because you would spin around when you're doing tricks and you just, like, can't see where oh, you're pointed. Oh, no.
1: That sounds um, awful.
0: I mean, I enjoyed it. Okay. And I think it's, like, a decent game, but, like, aesthetically, it's definitely not what a lot of people wanted who were fans of the series. But, yeah, not to get too off track right i did expect to bring up the reboot at some point okay um as far as like some development history uh there's a dvd content tab on ssx tricky which has a bunch of little mini documentaries focusing on different aspects of the game like the music the um courses the tricks the characters and i definitely recommend any fans check that out because it's It's really fun to, like, see, get, like, a peek behind the curtain at, like, the people making the game, because it's back when games were kind of small, you know? It was, like, a team of, like, 15 people, I think. Oh, geez. That's impressive. Yeah. I think it was, like, 15. Or, like, 15 main people. Maybe they had, like, another studio. I don't know. But, I don't know. AAA games used to be more manageable. And that's funny, because they brought this up in the documentary, like, from their perspective they're like games keep getting bigger and teams keep getting bigger it's like yeah you used to only need like two people to do art and i'm like yeah it's crazy there's like this massive inflation of what it takes to make a triple a game now so i right. can't honestly as much as i like these documentaries like getting to know the people making the game i feel like it's almost impossible to do now with like a uh,
1: oh yeah like a triple like, a game without cutting cutting out you know, a lot of people and, like, a lot of teams, probably, and then, you mm-hmm. know, then you have, like, this weird tension of, like, oh, you were in the documentary and I wasn't, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, you could make it on, like, the heads of, like, a big game or, like, a small indie game. I think yeah. that'd be cool.
1: Yes, that would be.
0: Um, did you check out any of these documentaries?
1: No, I didn't have time. I didn't. Okay. I didn't know about the DVD content thing until... I think a couple days ago, but I yeah. have I just haven't had the time to sit down and like watch. I didn't it. know about it
0: until like yesterday either. Oh okay. Um if you scroll down to the bottom, I just want you to see this man. Okay. Um so if you scroll down to the resources tab on the Google Doc. Yeah. There is one oh,
1: Mixmaster Mike.
0: Mixmaster Mike. Okay. Can you please click on that? Okay. <laughs> Scrub through until you see a man in a football jersey at some turntables. Oh, I see him. What you're seeing right now is Uh, Mix Master Mike himself. Okay. (laughs) I just found him to be such a character of the 2000s. And he just stood out to me. Oh, look at him. (laughs) I know. Look at him go.
1: Yeah. His his giant football jersey and his (laughs) chains. He's grooving. I highly recommend everyone
0: interested. Check this out.
1: He just talked about his music and he said, I don't know. It's something just like sounds. And I yeah uh, vibe with that yep. a lot
0: <laughs> so if you uh you can find this on youtube too it's ssx tricky dvd content and it's the music section it's about four minutes long absolutely worth it to check out mixmaster mike <laughs> who i don't know if you you probably didn't look into the cheat codes for this game morgan but no. he is a playable character what <laughs> through the cheat codes yeah you can play as that's Mix amazing mike. oh it's pretty cool
1: I love he doesn't, that. like,
0: pop up as, like, a character on, like, that menu character selection screen. But you just, like, whatever character you pick becomes Miss Mix Master Mike when you get into the game. Yeah, uh, so, so I,
1: I thought about... I really like it. I, I thought about um, looking for the cheat codes just to see if I could find anything to help me cheese because I was having so many problems. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't do that. <laughs> but I should have.
0: <laughs> there was, um, for Tricky, I don't know about SSX, but for Tricky... Um, there were, like, cheat codes to unlock all the characters or, like, max out your stats, get all the boards or outfits and stuff. But I think it reset every time you started up the game, so it wasn't, Uh, like, a permanent unlock. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I like, it's fun to have, uh, cheat codes in games that's kind of, uh, disappeared.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very tragic that it's disappeared. Mm. I miss that.
0: It's definitely, um... Like, I don't know, just like game development philosophy, I think, changed where, uh, I don't know. I feel like if a company, if this game was made today, maybe not this game specifically, but a game like this was made today where, I don't know. I feel like instead of cheat codes, you would have a microtransaction.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, uh, pay us um, two bucks to get this big head mode pack. Exactly. And that's such garbage. I also think that, like, to a certain extent, and not to get, like, off track, but I think that um, games... Uh, Sometimes they take themselves a bit too seriously. It's like, hey, uh, you're a game. Mm -hmm. Um, And that even goes into like the, just like the, um, like the characters, the character models or, you know, the racers in in these games have so much uh, character. They're so wacky and just, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we don't have things like that anymore.
0: Oh, I absolutely. I mean, I feel like this generation of consoles was where the wacky, like, um, sports game, like sub series, like died. Like I don't.
1: Yeah, I feel like it was at its peak, and then it just like fell off the face of the earth.
0: I don't know if there's like any like games similar to this that still are even being made. Like I, I'm pretty sure there's not. Everything kind of everything in the sports genre seems to be more leading towards realism, mm-hmm. which is said even like racing games as well. Like I feel like racing games, we've moved away from like the days of. I don't know. Burnout seems to be a dead franchise, um, or is a dead franchise, and Need for Speed seems to be a dead franchise. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I miss it. It's definitely, I, I don't know. Like, is it is it gone for, like, lack of interest? Well... Maybe it's just, like, Madden is the most popular, so everyone's, like, well, like, Madden as well as, like, 2K, NBA 2K, and, like, other realistic sports games. I guess because those are the most popular, people are chasing what is the most popular. But I still feel like there's a niche you could, like, fit yourself into if you were interested in making a game like this.
1: Right. I feel like, um, like game franchises tend to, like, die when there's nothing left to innovate or to, like, um, I don't know, iterate off of and, like, play off of. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, like, everybody that was working on this type of game just, like, hit that wall and then was like, eh, ah, we're done. Can't. We well, ran out of juice.
0: Maybe. I mean, I, I would associate this game series closest with Tony Hawk, just yeah, you know, yeah, thematically and kind of style-wise as well. And those games definitely started to wane in reception. I don't know about sales but towards the end of this generation. So maybe that, I don't know, along with other games that were kind of, I don't know. That could be part of the reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, let's get more into like the, uh, the aesthetics of this game. Uh, Morgan, what was what were your first impressions or your impressions in general okay. about this game and how it presents itself?
1: Well, so as you can see, the first note I have, uh, I, I obviously I played SSX first, well, especially because you like sort of like warned me a little bit about it and you were like tricky is like definitely the better of the two. like it's hard to play tricky and then go back to the first one. Um, so but my first note for SSX, the first thing that I noticed was that um the there is like a synthesized alarm sound. Um, when you're like navigating the menus and it sounds like, um, a sexual moan and it's very distracting. (laughs)
0: Okay. I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. I thought you were just talking about like the announcer lady who just like, I mean that too, but everything you picked,
1: but like the, the, um, I'm going to make the noise and this is embarrassing, but like the, uh, you know, like the, Mm. the alarm sound sounds like that. Yeah. Sounds like a moan.
0: (laughs) You're right. Let me find it. It's just, um, it's just the SSX main theme or menu theme, I think.
1: I, yeah, I'm actually going to look for it as well.
0: Because it goes like, again, probably going to embarrass myself as well. It goes <laughs> like, yes, yes,
1: yes. That's, that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's called prism.
1: Okay. Well, Whoever mixed that or, you know, maybe that was Mixmaster Mike or whatever that was... Uh... I think
0: he probably came in for Tricky if I had to guess. Okay, okay. But yeah, that was one of my favorite. Uh, honestly, I don't know if I it was my favorite because I heard it the most or whatever, but I liked that track. Oh, the even song Prism? Little, yeah, even okay. if it was a little uh, strange.
1: <laughs> the other thing that I was like very impressed with and I thought was really cool was how... Um, Like as you're playing the game, the music is dynamic. You know, like basically, like when you're on the ground, the music sounds one way, but when you're on, like when you're like airborne, um, a lot of the, um, layers of the soundtrack like disappear and sort of like a more distant drumbeat sound. Um, Mm -hmm. that makes you feel like I don't know. It just it just like is so fitting with the um like the flow of action in the gameplay.
0: Yeah, and this is something that is in the reboot as well, and there were, like, a couple times where I didn't realize that was that's what the game was doing. I just thought that I just coincidentally landed on, like, a beat drop in the song after, like, you know, whacking out a double late vacation fillet of stale fish in the air, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, let me Xbox record that. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, yeah. No, it does make you feel super cool. Like it it mm-hmm. feels like um that like everything you do or like your um I don't know, I guess like your actions are like the the coolest thing, like the center of attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the only other game I think I've ever played that had something similar was the Spyro Reignited Trilogy where the soundtrack would change <laughs> Dynamically, if you were like charging, that's cool, yeah. But I don't think I've played any other game that did something similar. I'm sure they're out there, I just haven't, yeah. And we
0: might have played them. I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where it just kind of contributes to the feel of the game, yeah. And maybe it does. you don't notice it unless you like kind of look for it, or if it's not done like super subtly. Like, yeah. I feel like it's not super subtle in this game, but it's, it's it adds to the feel,
1: yes, it definitely does.
0: On that same note. I like how the uh, announcer in the game would like yell at you for doing too many tricks in a row, like or doing too many of the same tricks in a row. He'd be like, "Try something new," or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought it was nice. It's uh, it's much better than like a text box popping up saying you're doing the same trick over and over again. Right. Hint. What I mean.
1: Try something else. But yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't
0: like it didn't like break the fourth wall necessarily. Because it's like, oh, it's like if someone's watching this, they would probably be like, he's doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. It's like an immersive way to like gently tell the player like, hey, uh, you're not quite playing the game as intended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do it different.
0: Soundtrack of both games. um, Certifiable hood classics. They slap. Um, (laughs) They slap very hard. Did you listen I don't know. Did you like go through each of the songs or did you kind of just like listen as you played? I just
1: listened as I played. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I feel like if um, when you say did I just listen to the soundtracks, do you mean like on YouTube or something? Uh, Yeah, like um, go through and listen to each song. Yeah, I actually was just listening as I played because I knew that if I just like looked them up, it was going to be missing the like dynamic shifts with the gameplay that I think yeah. adds to it. So I, I just didn't bother.
0: I also mostly listened as I played. Um, I listened to the a playlist of the SSX Tricky soundtrack while I was writing up my notes, and boy, it's a it's a slap fest. But yeah. I was re- I don't know why, but I was just, like struggling to like describe the like what I was like what is the name of this aesthetic? I kept wanting to say funky, but like it felt wrong. Like I'm like is that right? Um, but that's how they describe it themselves. They're like inspirations from like funk hip-hop and beat break music um for yeah. tricky specifically i guess ssx as well
1: right well it's definitely like the the 90s and early 2000s version of those genres because yeah. like genres evolve over time but and this music definitely sounds like you know like i said 90s early 2000s
0: it's like when rap was just about rhyming you know what i mean
1: right and like not so much about like i mean it's I don't know. It still like plays with rhythm, but not as much like I would say like today's rap is like more focused on like playing with rhythm and stuff like that instead of just rhyming. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting to think of SSX Tricky as being a game that is so like the name comes from the run DMC sample of it's tricky. And it's like that's the song that plays whenever you like fill out your boost bar and everything. It's like it's so interesting that like just a sample from a song was just like the the like most identifiable part of this game that it's what it's named after
1: I, I wonder if they like put the cart before the horse a little bit <laughs> like I wonder like how how they managed to because it does seem like a perfect like combination of yeah like the sample and then like the actual gameplay like I wonder how much <laughs> of that like fed off of each other if that makes sense it's
0: like a backronym. It's like they came up with the name and then they're like, okay, let's make a game around this. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I associate that sample so closely with the series and I think a lot of people do. They brought it back for the reboot, but I was surprised to find out whenever I went to SSX3 uh, briefly that the sample was nowhere to be found. I was like, "What? This is, this is so core to what this franchise is right. in my head that it was weird to not have it. I tried to look up. Not saying that SSX tricky is inspired by it's tricky by Run DMC, <laughs> but
1: they go hand in hand. It
0: kind of is. Yeah. Like, I feel like the style might derive from the sample. Like that might have been like where they decided to like take the direction this this way. I don't know.
1: I think but Um, sorry, not to like totally derail the conversation, but I think that's probably like, and I don't know if they talked about it in the documentary or anything. I've like listened to other like game developer documentaries where they were basically like, yeah, we had this like one core idea that the whole game was built around. So that could, it could very well be, Mm. you know, that thing, that sample that was leading like all of their, um, aesthetic choices.
0: (laughs) I wonder if it's something as dumb as like someone was playing SSX and listening to run DMC. (laughs) And they were like, oh, they They had like a galaxy brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like they maxed out their boost right as the song came on or like the chorus or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, this could be a whole game. (laughs) Okay. Do you have anything else to add to the aesthetics? We're going to talk about the characters later, but like the overall aesthetics.
1: I don't know. This probably straddles the line between course. Sorry. Can you imagine how boring it would be to be um, in the crowd at that? (laughs) Because like. (laughs) You're on a hill. Like, it's not like a racetrack where they come back around, right? So, like, you just, like, see them go by once, and then you're like, yeah, and then that's it. And then I don't know what you do from there, because it's not like you can, like, run to the bottom of the hill and meet them there, because they're going way faster than you.
0: Yeah, like, I guess you got some TVs posted up to catch the action somewhere, but...
1: Right. Anyway, that was the last... If
0: it's a race, there's three heats, at least. You get to see them go by three times. Right. But But still,
1: that's just... Kind of garbage. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What did you think of the mechanics?
1: Okay. Across the two games? So, in SSX, I um, took the time to do the, like, the tutorial hill, which is basically just, like, a straight Mm -hmm. downhill with, like, some jumps on it or whatever. And, um, I don't know if I'm just, like, dumb. I'm just kind of, like, bad or whatever this kind of game. But I... I had such a hard time grasping the mechanics. I get you. and Yeah. Um, well, especially because, like, so the way that they handled the tutorial was, um, like, you have this big long hill and, like, all these, like, jumps and stuff. Like, all these, like, spe- specific points where you can make a jump off of a hill and, like, do the thing that the tutorial is telling you to do. But mm-hmm. the problem is I would be, like, going down the hill and trying to do the thing that the tutorial was telling me to do but then I didn't like get to master it and then the tutorial would just like move on to something else and I'm like but I still don't know what I'm doing (laughs) right
0: yeah I I get that
1: yeah um the tutorial for
0: SSX one was I felt like I felt like both games it was nice that they had a practice slope but I felt like they needed something where it was like okay you're at a hill you go down the hill and then you just press like that reset to track button and you just go back to the top of the hill Yes. And you could actually practice things, like, quickly?
1: Yes. Yeah, that would have helped a lot. And also, like, I had issues figuring out, like, oh, here's when I'm supposed to push this button to jump this way. And, you know, it was just kind of hard for me to grasp. How Um, did
0: you feel about the, like, tutorial version in Tricky?
1: Um... You know what? I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah, I because I was like, oh, I did the I did the tutorial in SSX. I bet I can just like fiddle with tricky and I'll figure it out because it's like kind of the same. Um, yeah,
0: it's a it's a little better. It's not like a series of jumps. It's just one big jump. Okay, and it'll show you a controller in the corner pressing the buttons, and it's uh, meant to just be like, okay, I want to do this trick. Yeah, how do I do this trick? Um, and it'll show you how to do the trick. Okay. I felt like there was a couple like core, f- like fundamental things that I felt like the game should have said more explicitly and not say, I think it does like specify these things, but like it didn't break, penetrate my eight brain. So I didn't like actually pick them up and they were pretty important. <sighs> like you have to, you to do like, um, what are they, the bigger flips? Like, to do, like, a double backflip or, like, a 1080, well, like, you have to wind up your jump before... or wind up your spin before you jump. And I didn't pick that up the first time that I, like, played through the game. Uh So whenever I got to, like, those tricks in the trick book where it was, like, do a 1080, filet stalefish late vacation or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was, like okay, I guess I'm going to try this at like the biggest jump that I could find. And I'm like, I still can't do it. Um, I had to like, (laughs) I had to watch someone doing it and being like, oh, he does it easily. He must be doing something that I'm not. Um, so I, I kind of figured it out, but I don't know. I felt like they really needed to kind of drill that into your head more. Also following the trick book should have been something that was more almost like forced down the player, uh, because, Learning the tricks like um, slowly through progressing in the trick book for each character really kind of like enhances your enjoyment of the game when you're able to like pull off these crazy tricks. Yeah. Because uh, you like get boost faster and you're like you're better at the races and you can knock out like the show off challenges a lot easier. So I feel like they needed to put that more in the forefront for the player because once I figured out that that was like a portion of the game that I should be like messing around with I felt like I enjoyed it a lot more but yeah did you mess around with the, tr- uh, the trick book at all
1: I tried and so the thing um the uh and this is like gonna sound like nitpicky but <laughs> the UI yeah. for like navigating the trick book was like a little confusing and it was so like was i accidentally bad. skipped the basic tricks and i went straight into like the complicated ones and i was like how the heck am i supposed to remember this cuz there's like mm-hmm. some button combinations that are just absolutely insane and then i it took me a second to like flip back through the book and be like oh that's because i admit i like skipped all the um all the more like baby um noob stuff so um i tried some of some of like the simpler tricks to like you know, get a hang of it. Um, I just kept crashing (laughs) and it was hard for me to, um, so you know how, like, and I think this kind of like applies to like any, any game where you like do a trick. It it was so hard for me to be able to tell partially because sometimes my character model was invisible, but (laughs) um, it was hard for me to be able to tell like when, um, when in the like animation i was going to succeed and when i was going to crash cuz there were sometimes where like i would do a trick and then i would try to like let go of it so that i would land and like visually it looked like my board should have just like landed on the ground and i should have just continued as normal but then i would still crash and it was like really frustrating because it's like but it doesn't oh. look like i would have crashed
0: were you mayhaps using an alpine board
1: i don't know I didn't mess with the board loadout at all. Um, I could have been. I think I was just using like a default board, though. Like I think I was just kind of bad at the game. Yeah.
0: Which character did you pick?
1: Uh, the default girl. I don't know what her name was. I don't remember. Uh, Red. I think she she had a lot of pink and blue going on. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, hey, who did you pick? And this was SSX.
1: I used her in both SSX and Tricky.
0: Must have been Elise.
1: Yeah, I think it actually, yeah, I think it was Elise.
0: I just typed Elise thinking that it would show me SSX characters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. So
1: I think her board is pink and blue or something.
0: Blonde hair, right?
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: But yeah, so it sounds like you were playing Elise. I think she might start with an Alpine board, honestly.
1: Uh. (laughs) So
0: maybe that was it.
1: That might have been. I don't know.
0: So the Alpine board, um, there's three types of boards in the game. It's uh, BX, freestyle, and Alpine. And freestyle is meant to lean more towards tricks. Alpine is meant to lean more towards speed. And BX is in the middle. Um, I leaned way more towards freestyle and BX and did not even mess around with the Alpine boards because... They have a very annoying feature that is if you land a trick facing the wrong way on the board, it just... I don't know if you crash or stop, Oh. but you have to, like, switch around because it's meant to go one direction, um, which is uh, annoying, especially because... Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm doing tricks, like, semi-intentionally, but, like, I never was, like, able to, like... <laughs> really confidently know if I was landing a trick correct because sometimes they want you to do like a 180 like in the trick book so it's like oh I'm gonna do a 180 on an alpine board and then I'm gonna have to like stop and turn around yeah so it's that's like, really gross <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really there's like a little bit of a conflict there right uh, so yeah alpine sucks okay uh, don't at me I don't know <laughs>
1: Well, another thing that I was going to say was I liked how... So, like, in other um, racing games, like, obviously, when you fail or if you, like, crash or fall or whatever, there's, like, a punishment. I liked how in this game, the only punishment was, like, losing momentum. So, instead of, like, killing Mm -hmm. the momentum of the the gameplay entirely, it's just like, oh, you just stumbled for a second, then you get back up. Compared to, like, I don't know, like, Mario Kart or other games where it's like, oh, you crashed. Oh, we're going to freeze everything for a moment and, like, have this... Frustratingly slow thing puts you back on the track.
0: Oh, back to yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a racing game where you like car is permanently damaged or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Where you're just like forever gonna go slower now. It's not like you break your leg and you go slower now, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Which would be I don't know, a little dark. Yeah. But yeah, I um I I agree. It's annoying to fumble, but I'm of two minds with this. Where I don't know. I hate when like my, my momentum is killed. In, like, a game that is based around going fast. It's, like, a racing game or, like, uh, just any game where, like, momentum is, like, a key mechanic. But I do like when eating shit is, like, a threat or it's, like, a possibility. Yeah. Um, I played through Spider-Man for the PS5 or PS4 um, earlier this year and... It's really fun to, like, swing around the city and stuff, but you just cannot mess up. Like, and I don't mean, like, it's bad if you mess up. It's just, like, the game doesn't let you mess up. Like, you're just kind of always going forward. Spider-Man never, like, accidentally smacks into the side of a building or anything like that and loses all of his momentum. So... While it was, like, fun to move around, it's, like, super approachable, too. Because, like, basically anyone can just, like, start swinging around as Spider-Man. It wasn't, like, super compelling to get good at for that reason. Because there was no, like, you were always good at it. Like, everyone who picks it up will be good at swinging around. Like, you can get better, I guess. But you can make it look cooler by, like, I don't know, using more mobility options. But it was never, like, something I wanted to get good at, as opposed to other games like Ghost Runner, which is punishingly, infuriatingly difficult to move around. But it's fun to be good at, because, like, I don't know, there's, like, a progression of, like, I was bad at this thing, and now I'm good at it. So, it's nice to have that. Um, I feel like SSX probably should be more on the forgiving side of things than it is. I think it's a little bit too punishing to beginners or like people who are new to the game or this type of game. But yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts on the whole getting knocked on your ass thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things that are, that have a high, um, skill ceiling and are very punishing. Like, I think that there's like a lot of, a lot more satisfaction that can come from that versus something where it's like, it just sort of like holds your hand and Mm -hmm. you know um yeah this game because i
0: feel like part of the fun of sorry but like part of the fun of like in ghost runner specifically because that's like my example of seeing yourself move around like really skillfully is knowing that like you're just like one like wrong input from dying like it's like a real it's like a tense thing almost like yeah yeah i could easily mess this up
1: Right. I don't know. I think that's also why people are drawn to things like Dark Souls and stuff like that. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I agree.
0: I'll let you say what you were going to say.
1: I think I was just going to bring up Dark Souls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw that you uh, couldn't figure out how to push people.
1: No. Oh, I also thought it was interesting that there was like, wasn't there like a rivalry system?
0: Yes, in SSX, tricky there was.
1: Yeah. So that
0: was like the more you pushed around people, I don't know if you could lower people's hatred towards you.
1: You can only make it go up.
0: I think you might have only been able to make it go up. Why would you do that? Well, so so you can knock someone down with the right stick, and that. I'm not going to make fun of you for not being able to figure it out because I couldn't figure it out. I played through the game earlier in January just on my own, played through all of uh, SSX, and then found it out after I played through SSX Tricky for the second time. So it's not something that the game like shoves down your face. It was actually on like a menu screen, loading screen tooltip thing oh. where it's like, hey, push people.
1: Oh, okay. I'm like, oh my
0: God, how did I not get this? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you knock someone down, it instantly fills up your boost bar and you have Tricky what? or like full boost.
1: Yeah, that's so weird.
0: Yeah, so
1: again, a little
0: bit. I th- I don't know. I find that a little bit conflicting. I guess it's a risk versus reward thing where it's like, I I can knock you down and you can, you know, fill up my trick bar, but you will hate me more.
1: <laughs> right. I get. And so, also, it's like, oh, do I want to focus on doing tricks or do do I just want to like shove <laughs> shove this person down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I I think one of the uh, interesting things about like the nemesis system, I guess we could call it. um, I
1: think that's actually, was that what it was called?
0: That's what it's, that's what they call the thing in Shadow of Mordor where like you kill someone or like you defeat someone and then they come back later, but I don't know what it's called here. But characters start out with different people that hate them. And like, if you check their bio, which every character has a bio and like a backstory, which I'm just like, oh, that's so nice. In tricky, at least. I don't know about SSX, but in tricky, like characters start out with different like alliances and enemies and stuff and I like that like i think everyone hates luther and luther hates everybody um oh. or something like so there's some characters where it's just like more people are gunning for you which is it's interesting
1: also didn't every character have like their own stats that
0: yeah they had different stats and, and stuff. It would... i think they have different like stat caps as well like oh, i think okay like if you max them out i think certain characters have a higher potential to be good at certain things
1: interesting um i was a little alarmed that there was a stat called edging uh (laughs) i see that you also know what that is (laughs) yeah
0: well, you wrote in the notes, like, haha Clayton, I don't know if you know what that is. It's a sex thing. I'm like, yes, I know what it is. I'm,
1: well, I didn't know. How so, old like, am I?
0: 23?
1: Listen, <laughs> yeah. there's some like terms where it's like, okay, I don't know if this is like an actual term or if this is just like a weird fan fiction thing, because that is a, that is like a tag people put on their fan fiction. Like, oh, hey, by the way, there's edging in this in case you were interested. Oh <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, thanks. Anyway. Well, um, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I kind of have this stance towards a lot of games, but I don't. I don't feel like. I don't feel like, almost any game needs like, leveling up mechanics that just make your character better. Aside from like an RPG, I guess, where that's kind of like the whole point. Um, but like, in a game that is meant to be like about, uh, like getting better and actually getting better, like having more skill. Uh, when playing the game, I don't feel like you need to have a stat that also makes you better at playing the game. It's weird to me. because, uh, So I played Mac whenever I went through SSX Tricky at first, and I maxed out his character. Um, so I like had the full stat bar thing, so I had like maxed out speed, tricks, edging, and uh, stability. And then whenever I switched over to Zoe to, like, start playing with her character, I just felt so sluggish. And, like, I was still, like, decent at the game having gone through, like, all of the stuff with Mac, but it felt weird for, like, different characters. I'm fine with different characters having um, different stats, but I don't like leveling them up, especially because it's pretty grindy in this game. Going through all of Mac took me, like, I don't know, maybe like 8 or 8 or 10 hours maybe. Goodness. But like that was also like me kind of learning the game as well. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that aspect of it. Same thing with the boards. And, I don't know. I I guess the boards is like I'm I'm more okay with the boards. I don't know. I just wish the game was like exclusively about you as a player getting better at playing the game. And maybe characters like have different niches for different playstyles, but I don't like leveling the character up that I'm playing
1: yeah yeah that makes sense um so like along that um those points like at first I saw like the stats and like my first impression was I was like oh wow like that's like really in depth and like cool that they would um I don't know I guess like track progress and like let you improve characters in that way um I guess I saw it as um, maybe, like, a way for making things easier for, you know, the kids or people like me that are really bad but are trying to be persistent. So, like, maybe, you know, you mm. start off really bad and, you know, maybe your skills don't improve over time like a more experienced player might or a better player might. But, like, at least you get a sense of skill progression because your character <laughs> is at least getting better. Um, kind of. But... I still think I, I, I still think that like now after like reading your points, I think I agree with you more. And I, I think, think that makes
0: that skill-based. that philosophy makes sense, like having a, an option for new players or younger players to like still enjoy the game. But I feel like that, that I don't think that was their philosophy when making this game because I whenever I started out SSX, I felt like the game was really hard like, way harder than what I remember Tricky being. Yeah. But it was really just because I needed to, like, break past that, like, initial thing where my character is just completely garbage. And then the whole game was easier. So, like, the whole difficulty curve thing was kind of out of whack. It seems
1: backwards. Like, you want your game to start off easy and then get harder so that as the player's skill increases, the difficulty also increases. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: kind of why I'm, like... Because if you have a system where the courses get harder as you progress, but your character gets better as you get, you know, win more skill points, in theory, you would kind of end out with like a difficulty curve that is a straight line, like a straight horizontal line. Like the game is getting harder, the character is getting better. So it's almost like the challenge isn't increasing. Um, Right. But if it's like the character is like a static thing, then as the tracks get more difficult, the challenge increases, but like your skills increase as well, but it's more, it's more rewarding. I think that way.
1: Yes. Yeah. I would agree.
0: I like the idea of, I I don't know. My brain really likes the idea of unlocking things though. So like, um, even if they were just cosmetic, I would really enjoy like just doing these challenges to unlock the different outfits and the different like boards and stuff. So it's not like the skill points is needed in order to be motivating to me because I find unlocking just cosmetic stuff to be just as motivating as, I don't know, unlocking skill points, I guess.
1: Right. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Okay. Let's, uh, let's discuss show off versus racing. Um, before we get into it, I just want to say, that in the documentary, that, or like the mini documentary that they put out, um, and this isn't any, this isn't an exact quote, but they um, referred to the game as being a racing game where you do tricks to gain speed, as like the core thing behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like through play testing, they found out that specifically younger players um, gravitated more towards tricks uh, during like play testing, so. I guess treating it a little bit more like a sandbox in a sense where it's like, Oh, I'm just messing around on this, you know, slope or whatever. Um, but I think my biggest gripe with the game is that I didn't like how the races were structured. I think I enjoy the races enough, but I hate that it's like broken up into three heats where only the last heat matters and it gets harder, but like, I don't know, like just put me at the last heat. I don't want to play the race three times in a row because some of these tracks are like pretty long they're like five minutes it's like okay i gotta do this three times and if i mess up on that last race and get like a silver medal instead of a gold medal um then it's like i gotta do the whole thing over again yeah i had that Uh,
1: same frustration
0: yeah it sucks i much preferred show off mode but uh, why did you prefer the racing
1: probably because that's the less frustrating part for me (laughs) So like I guess that's true. Yeah. Like if I'm just like focused on going fast, I don't have to worry as much about like wiping out. Um hmm. and I don't know. And and just like with um with like racing games in general, I've always just preferred I'm just like, I don't know, I just want to get first place. Like I don't really care about showing off. <laughs> Maybe right. that's like weirdly utilitarian of me or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this trick serves no purpose. Yeah.
1: Purpose. Purpose. Yeah, I don't know, which actually, so the only, um, like, prior experience that I had to something similar to this was um, in the first Ratchet and Clank game, there are hoverboard courses that play kind of similar to this, and there's, like, oh, tricks and yeah, like, you're right. There's like tricks and flips and stuff you can do on your hoverboard, and I loved doing that as a kid, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, nah, I just want to go fast, get it over with, <laughs> So, I don't know. See, this
0: is actually, like, um, not a problem I have with the speedrunning community, but, like, why I'm not so interested in, like, out-of-bounds glitches and stuff in speedruns. Like, that just doesn't interest me in learning how to do. Like, I like the idea of learning how to play a game, not, like, stylishly, but, like, I don't know. I guess stylishly is the right word, where it's, like, you're moving through the level, like, using like all these fancy tricks and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's impressive. Like watching someone who's really good at Tony Hawk, like just chain together a very long trick. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's like, that appeals more to me than completing a game like quickly. Um, I guess I do like how they kind of try to marry the two where you do the tricks to get the speed boost. Right. I felt like the speed boost never felt that impactful to me. Um, personally, I don't know if you disagree or not,
1: See, my issue was, I n- I never really got there because <laughs> that yeah. was that bad.
0: <laughs> did you ever, um, did you ever manage to pull off like an Uber trick or anything no, like that? No, like, I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really okay. I need you to look up the Uber tricks at least. Okay. Because, like SSX tricky, um, Uber tricks. Do you see a video that's SSX tricky PS2 all character tricks?
1: Well, I just I watched a man it. with an afro do a belly flop on his board, so...
0: Yeah, that's basically what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, okay, let me just let me just grab this link and send it to you. It's basically like every character had unique uber tricks, which they could only do uh, after they filled up their, uh, like, boost meter.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And they were, like, kind of long and convoluted tricks that would get you a lot of points uh, and also, like, Every time you landed an uber trick in tricky, one of the letters of tricky would like fill in with red Okay. Uh, on the right. And if you maxed it out, then you just had permanent boost. Huh. Um, so there was like a fun little mechanic in that. I felt like the length of the courses never really allowed me to fill it out fast enough for infinite boost to really matter. But it was kind of cool
1: yeah interesting yeah that sounds like that that wouldn't like the benefit of the infinite boost is yeah
0: certain tracks it definitely helps more like tokyo
1: okay um
0: how far did you make it in the tracks by the way
1: uh i'm gonna be honest i don't remember (laughs) it was (laughs) just a struggle bus everything was a struggle bus
0: i'm gonna send you tokyo ssx tokyo i hate this Is it god ssx track.
1: tokyo or tricky tokyo
0: um both it was in both and i hate both of them okay look <laughs> it up. so it resembles a pinball course i would say um, oh
1: wait i think i did this one in the first game
0: yeah and it's just a janky piece of crap honestly. oh
1: i don't like, like the obstacles already <laughs>
0: It's, are you looking at Tricky or SSX right now? SSX. I really like the idea of this course. Like in theory, like having a bunch of like crazy outlandish, like slopes and rails to grind on and like fun obstacles, but kind of sucks, honestly. So with this course in particular to do one for like, if you were doing a single race of it, you would have to go through the course three times. So if you're doing like the race in the world circuit version of it, you have to do the race nine times to finish it. Granted, it's really short. It's like a minute to get through it. Okay. But it's like so repetitive. Oh. And it's the, it's it's like that way for both um, Tricky and SSX.
1: Oh, okay. And that's why, because it's repetitive, is that like the main?
0: And it's kind of janky and just like breaks the game a lot of the time.
1: Okay. It's super easy though.
0: Like it wasn't something where it was like, Oh, I did the race eight times and then I got screwed over enough to, like, put me in second place or something like that. Yeah. Which probably would have ended my journey in the game, honestly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was fairly easy. Most of the courses after, like, the first few just got really easy. Um, SSX in particular, I think we've kind of moved on to course design at this point. Yeah. But SSX in particular there was just so many like ways that you could break the game. You could just get it so busted. Like you could, like there was out of bounds, like limitations and you'd get, you know, warped back to the course, Uh but that was fairly like liberal with what they considered out of bounds. Like they let you get pretty far out of the way before they yoinked you Uh back. Um, There was a lot of like stupid tricks that you could pull off. Um, I, I can't remember what course this was. I, I don't remember but there's a course where there's a half pipe and you kind of have to like it's kind of trying to make you go up each end of the half pipe like slowly to get through it mm-hmm. um, if you kind of get what I'm saying yeah but you could very easily just kind of ride the edge of the half pipe and not have to like wiggle your way through it like they wanted you to oh and <laughs> so it was like just, just a it. major time saver yeah like if you were in last place you'd just be in first place um, oh, crap. How did we not bring this up? I hated the AI with a passion. I don't know if you ran into the same problem.
1: I mean, they pushed me down.
0: <laughs> yes. They kept jerking me around in the first game, especially. Yes. Um, But they felt like a mob. Like, they were always clumped up together. Oh, yeah. I didn't um, like that. I found that I was usually in first place or last place. Like, I really ended up in between. Um, just because yes. they were always so closely, like they weren't spread out at all like it was kind of poor in that respect
1: but yeah no I was just like frustrated well because like yeah they were in a mob so it would be frustrating if I was in first place and then I wiped out and then everybody just passed me all at once it's like oh well, there goes yes. like all my progress
0: <laughs> or like if the mob caught up to me and I didn't have boost to get away they would just I'd be like just oh no you.
1: <laughs> they're like, coming ah.
0: and then they just like start knocking me down and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> it was bad yes um and that was before I knew how to fight back so yeah also like ssx the first game i noticed a couple more like glitches happening with the ai um so if they fell out of bounds they would also get warped back but sometimes they just like ended up in front of you and this happened to me at like one of the races where they literally just warped in front of me and oh so beat, and beat me yeah they're cheating oh, um that's disgusting i was like oh god this
1: sucks yeah I think one time one of them like crashed in front of me and then I like pinged off of them and then crashed and I was really annoyed about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were like, even like, um, with the nemesis system thing in, um, SSX tricky, just bouncing off of them was almost as annoying as getting pushed down.
1: Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. That was an issue that I had.
0: (laughs) I think in general, I liked most of the courses, um, starting with tricky. So of the courses that were remade from SSX going into Tricky, a lot of them were, like, really overhauled as far as, like, alternate routes and just even the main route being changed up. So, I, I don't think that there's any course from SSX that I would argue was better than the Tricky version of it. But if I had to say, uh, if I was going to say, like, my favorite course from across the games... I really loved um, Mercury City Meltdown and Alola Ice Jam. Just aesthetically, I really like the idea of like snowboarding through like a city that just has like, for some reason, a crap ton of snow and stuff like that. Uh, Like that aspect of it was really fun. Yeah. Also like the alternate routes where you like ended up in like construction, like a concrete tube that was like dangling from a crane and stuff like that. was really fun. Or like snowboarding on the rooftops. There's one point where you can like go through a window and you're in like an office building for a second and then you like pop out the other end. Oh, uh, that
1: sounds so really there's cool. there's a lot of fun
0: stuff with that. Yeah. Um, Alola Ice Jam too. Just Alola Ice Jam was like a little bit more like zany in the way that Tokyo uh, Mega Complex is crazy and zany with like floating platforms and like crazy grind rails that make no sense. Um, but I really like that one as well.
1: Yeah. Did you have a favorite course? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't get to see enough of them to have a favorite. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? Oh, I kept... So, like, um on the, on the topic of alternate routes, I kept feeling like I was getting lost. Like, there were oh. parts of, like, the course where, you know, like, it, they kind of, like, branch and then come back together. I would be, like, you know, I'd take a branch and I'd be, like, well... Like, when am I, you know, like, I, I was just, I don't know, I was just having a hard time, like, navigating and understanding, like, where I was at.
0: I get you. And where I and was Especially going. in SSX. SSX, like, screwed me over um, a couple times where, like, I would end up in a slope. Like, I would fail a jump and I would end up in a slope. And it just, like, I couldn't turn around. And, like, I was getting all confused and yes. stuff. So I get it.
1: Yeah. Or, like, um, I would get to a point, you know how there's, like, the, the guidelines on the ground? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd get to a point where, I don't know, there was, like, a weird section, I think, in an early course in SSX where there weren't as many guidelines on the ground. And I was like, what, am I even supposed to be here?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do just, like, there are a couple jumps where, like, I, I'm i confused to their presence, where it's like, this jump just lands me kind of outside of the track. I don't know why it's here. Yes. Like,
1: yeah. That was, the, that was the issue I was having. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, the game kind of gravitates you towards where you need to go or like just, you know, gravity. It's like you're on a slope and it's going down. For, so for the most part, you're always kind of angled in the correct direction. Right. But when it gets all curvy and yeah, weird, sometimes you just get, I don't know, like all messed up.
1: Right. Or, like, sometimes I would try to, like, skip the curves and just, Mm -hmm. like, brute force my way down to the bottom. And then sometimes I would, you know, like, I guess technically leave the course and then slow down. And, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting.
0: Okay. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, boy. The characters. I have a um, kind of inexplicable love for the SSX characters in their various, like, forms they've taken throughout like the different iterations of the games but i want to start with you did you have like any character that jumped out
1: there was, to you
0: like across the course of the game
1: there was a guy who looked completely unhinged in tricky well i mean a lot of them look really unhinged. There, so you know how like in Tricky where you rotate through like the character selection screen like around yes. that cylinder, there's a yes. dude that's just standing way closer to the camera than yep. everybody else, and he and was my favorite. you can't see him
0: from the corner, like you can't see him from the corner. So like as you're flipping through, it's just like there he is, yeah, you know, right there.
1: Yeah, um, I forgot yeah, his name. Simon. Simon. Okay. Oh yeah, and it was spelled P S Y. Yep. Yep. Simon. Yes, that's why okay. I, I liked him.
0: <laughs> so this is this is perfect. So I'm gonna show you what Simon looks like. In SSX Tricky. Okay. I just sent you that image. Um, okay. And here is Simon in the reboot.
1: The, the mili- the jacket?
0: The military looking man? What did they yep. do to
1: him? This is, um, this is like. They turned him into a survival know. dad. Basically. Ew. I hate that. <laughs> no, give me crazy chain tattoo Simon back.
0: So I will say I agree. I prefer like the characters in general. In Tricky versus, like, the reboot, which is what I'm showing, Morgan. But I I do I do just have, like, this thing where I love seeing, like, here's a character. Now, here's a character drawn in a different art style. It's, like, the yeah. same character, but re-envisioned in, like, a more realistic, gritty sort of art style. So I played as um, Mac for the most part. I played as Kaori in the first game, and then I played as Mac... In Tricky. Um, I'm going to show you Mac in SSX. And then I'm going to show you Mac in the reboot. So here's Mac in the original. Uh, <laughs> now when they rebooted him. They made him all
1: cool. Okay.
0: And grown up. He's got like they this took away hoodie. his
1: whole face. Covered Basically, up with some goggles.
0: in the reboot. They aged everyone up, I think, according to how long it had been. Huh. So Mac is like, I think, 16 in these games. And then he's like 20-something Okay. in the reboot. Okay. So there's four characters. I think I said this earlier, but I got it wrong. There's four characters that appear in all six of the main series games. And that's Zoe, Mac, Elise, and Kaori. So, again, I don't know if this interests you as much as it does me, but I just love this. Where it's like, okay, here's Zoe in the reboot and, like, Zoe in the original. And it's like, they really, like... <laughs> they Zoe, what did they the, do
1: to you? They, like, yeah, took they away t- her Zoe crazy hair. Like,
0: Zoe felt so crazy in the uh, original. But, yeah, they just kind of made her all normal, I guess. Here's Elise in the new one, the The character you played as. Okay. She's all normal looking. they
1: made her hot.
0: I think she was always hot, okay. frankly. I think that's what they were always going for. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah. I played as Mac and Kaori, like, playing through the game and stuff. Um, and then I branched out to Zoe a little later. But, like we said earlier, with, like, the characters kind of being geared towards a specific play style with, like, their stats and stuff. Mac and Kaori were more towards freestyle and I think that Zoe was either BX or Alpine. So that could have been the reason that she felt a little bit more clunky to me whenever I tried her. But That yeah. could be. How do you feel about the characters?
1: I like um, as a as a
0: whole cast. I holistically
1: liked them. I think that um I think that today's characters are afraid to be as committed to a wacky aesthetic as these guys are you mm-hmm. know and i don't know like why that changed or you know what have you well like even like looking at you know what they did to them um for the reboot it's like you made what they them did to them yeah you <laughs> took away all their personality
0: <laughs> yeah i i definitely prefer like if i'm playing a game i prefer it to have like you know a fun amount of personality like this. Well, especially but, when it's
1: a racing game where it just kind of doesn't matter. Exactly yeah. Like having yes. a, a, a crazy personality doesn't matter in a racing game because it's not like there's anything like weirdly, um, I don't know, high stakes you're going to do that's going to alienate you from the player. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Real quick, because I'm, I'm looking up characters and just sending them to Morgan right now. There is this weird, do you know, okay, do you know the show the Cartoon Network show. This is going to sound like a weird tangent. Okay. But you know the Cartoon Network show Total Drama Island? Yes. There is some I assume extremely niche section of the internet that likes to mix and match up these two like franchises.
1: SSX and Total Drama Island? Yeah.
0: Look at look at the thing that I sent you.
1: What?
0: Yeah, so it's like <laughs> There's what? Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it.
1: The but guy the guy in the bottom right looks like you.
0: No, no he doesn't. I do little not look like Cody on. from Total Drama Island.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was uh I'm not afraid to admit I was obsessed with that show whenever I was growing up.
1: <laughs> uh I was I always thought it was like a little bit stupid because I was like, well, obviously <laughs> because of like it's being produced like there's some like Director that's making all the decisions, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I was a little dumb.
0: I was a little dumb and didn't put that together.
1: But also, like, I do very much appreciate it for what it was. And I will admit, I did watch it and enjoy it and think it was funny.
0: I don't know if it's one person making all this fan art of, like, mixing it's the characters It's just, like, a together. DeviantArt
1: account somewhere yeah. that's just, like, that there's, like, this is their hyper fixation.
0: <laughs> I love them for it like yes. honestly like yeah same. and i see it like looking at these characters and knowing or remembering them from like watching it as a kid i'm like you know what it's dead on with all these like you know cody is mac and... oh they
1: made duncan simon i see yeah okay yeah yeah
0: it's like well it's Correct. Yeah, like no, it,
1: they did. They did do a good job.
0: <laughs> Gwen is Zoe. It's like yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Justin is Brody, like the spiritual, like <laughs> surfer kind of snowboarder. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is. I mean, they're accurate in their hyperfixation. So I I think that like it's a pretty well rounded group of characters in SSX as far as like wacky personalities and stuff. Right. Like we have Brody, who's like this spiritual. Um, surfer guy like I mentioned Uh, Kaori is kind of like this super kawaii Japanese girl um, which is funny and uh, Mac is like a little like edgy teenager basically (laughs) who's like if you read his bio I think he was like big into skateboarding and stuff like that Um, and I just I don't know I love that characters like the characters have their own bio I love how exaggerated their personalities are it's good stuff yes anything else about the characters i like the uber tricks for the characters like it's a fun way to like kind of play off of their personalities because they're all personalized to the characters
1: yeah in the video i just watched it yeah it was clear that they were each like it each one of them relates to the character's personality in some way Mm. which is cool
0: i don't know how to find it but like luther has one where he's like it's like he's writing like a horse or something and he's just like <laughs> bucking around on it <laughs> and it's like yeah it's, it's fitting yeah simon has one where he like um he like flips the board a bunch of times like rotating around his neck to be like all edgy like oh he's cutting off his head it's like it's all very fitting oh my gosh it's fun stuff
1: Yeah, I was seeing the ones, um, the guy with the afro, I don't know his name, but it looked like he was doing, he did like the worm on his board. Yeah. (laughs) That was very good.
0: There was something funny that I thought whenever they, um, whenever they were talking about the tricks for the characters and they were talking about the uber tricks and they're like, yeah, nothing we showed in the game is technically impossible. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, this is insanity. Like they're pushing off of their board. Like it has more weight than it does and stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that's all that I have for the characters. Same. It's fun to see them evolve throughout the other games as well, leading up to the reboot. Like um, they introduce characters and remove some characters, but there's mainstays and you get to see them like, you know, slightly older. Yeah. A little different. It's like, it's fun to me. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, a little bit like seeing the new Overwatch characters, I guess.
1: Yeah. And it's like Yeah, that oh, makes sense
0: different and older and time has passed
1: well, yeah, it, like, it gives you the sense that they're alive because they change over time like people do I yeah. guess,
0: like you're so used to seeing them encapsulated in this one moment in time in overwatch's case or just like any game like this where it's like here's what they look like now and it's like oh my god they changed so yeah. cool <laughs> all right let's wrap this up so it doesn't look like you're able to play SSX or SSX Tricky pretty much anywhere other than the consoles that they were released for. Um, I tried to look up if SSX Tricky was available on Xbox backwards compatibility. Um, unfortunately it's not. It looks like SSX 3 is. I assume that the reason for, uh, Tricky's omission is due to licensing for music. But yeah, so you can play Tricky on GameCube, um... PS2, obviously, and Xbox, uh, and Game Boy Advance, um, if you're brave enough, and you can play SSX only on PS2, um, for that reason, it looks like physical copies of this game have, I don't know, they're pretty high, at least what I was looking at, they were like cracking the hundred dollar mark, so,
1: ooh, yeah, it's
0: a little bit inaccessible,
1: or you could do what I did,
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, yeah, um, you're pretty limited on where you can play SSX and Tricky, basically just original platforms and uh, maybe something else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that other option, though, and I'm not going to advise it. But do we recommend any of these games? Morgan, I'm interested to hear your take.
1: So um, I think uh, my take is similar to something you said like earlier on, which is basically... Um, this game is probably not the most accessible thing to people with um like minimal experience with um this like genre or with racing games in general. So like it's not like um it's not like Mario Kart, you know, where like basically anybody can pick it up and more or less play semi-efficiently. Right. Yeah. Um but if you are a fan of the genre, this is definitely a good game for you, even though I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as um, probably as Clayton did. I still have like a lot of respect for the game itself. And like it was clear that they knew what they were doing when they made it.
0: I really enjoyed going back to Tricky and like it's, it's a game that gets more enjoyable like the more time you put into it, uh, I feel like actually kind of focusing on the trick book and, like, learning the tricks of each character was really rewarding. So if you're interested in, obviously, other SSX games, if you played the reboot like me and enjoyed that, or, like, Tony Hawk games, I feel like this is probably a good thing to recommend to people who are fans of that series specifically because that, I think, casts a wider net with, like, people who have played it. So if you had just played Tony Hawk and liked it, I think that this is a very like similar kind of game. So definitely worth checking out.
1: A point that I was gonna make that I totally like forgot about until just now until you just said that was um, it's sort of like um, this game is one of those things that definitely gets more enjoyable the more time you put into it or the more times you play it in which I think is like interestingly in opposition to like, um, I don't know, like Skyrim, for example. Like the first time you Mm -hmm. play Skyrim is probably going to be your best experience because everything is so like new to you. And I get that that's just because it's like an RPG, and like you know you get familiar with the map, and then you're not as surprised by things anymore, and then it sort of like loses its charm. I think this gets more charming the more time you put into it, and the more experience you get.
0: The more you like explore the different routes exactly. and like the different like uh characters and their like special tricks and stuff it's very fun right all right so morgan <laughs> i mean we talked about this a lot um like some of the problems we had with the game that we wish yeah were handled better but if there were to be another reboot <laughs> of ssx because this is a dead franchise at this point yeah um unfortunately uh I don't know. I have, I, with Tony Hawk's revival or not revival necessarily, but they re-released the uh, first two games in like a package and like kind of remade them, Mm -hmm. brought them up to like modern graphics and stuff. Right. I could, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I could see a remake of SSX tricky. If there was going to be a remake of any game from the series in particular, Yeah. It would definitely be tricky. Um, And maybe that would be like kind of getting the feelers out for a new game. But if you could provide some input on what you would like to see in like a a new entry in this series, what would you like to see done differently or better or whatever?
1: So I don't. I, I don't want to say that they need to like dumb down the mechanics or anything like that necessarily, but I wish that the tutorials were, um, I, I wish I was just baby just a little bit more right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if, if there was, you know, like a training slope that showed you how to do tricks, but there was also like a training slope that was almost more like a racetrack and it had like button prompts that appeared on screen to tell you how to do certain things so that it was easier to apply when you're mm-hmm. actually out there in a real race. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, no, I get you. Yeah. And also um, probably some adjustments to, cause like we talked about that difficulty curb, 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 difficulty curve <laughs> uh, earlier. It's very
0: short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: If they could just, I don't know, fix it.
0: <laughs> I I um, I agree. I think that a system where maybe, let's say you're trying to pull off like a simple trick, like you're doing a grab and a tweak or something, like something like that, like a really simple button combo. Maybe if it was harder to crash doing something like that, which it kind of already is. And the game does this already with like the uber tricks taking so long to like complete. Um, but a risk-reward thing, kind of like that, where the more complicated the tricks get, the easier it's going to be to, like, wipe out, Yeah. essentially. Um, so you could kind of try to make the game feel more catered to new players and stuff while still, like, having it be challenging and rewarding to get good at uh, for people who, like, want that. So...
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
0: that's kind of what the game already does, but I think the real problem with this is that it's kind of just clunky. Like, it's just got a little bit of clunk to it, especially SSX.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Going to Mm -hmm. uh, the reboot, it's like so much more light, I guess. Like, your character just feels like paper and you're just like manipulating them like crazy. Like, from just like a neutral position, not going off a jump or anything, you can do a jump and then do like a triple front flip. And it's like nothing. Like, Oh it my goodness. And I don't, I don't love that. Like that game, if you're just button mashing, you probably feel like you're awesome. I assume. Cause you're just like, Oh man, I'm doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And as long as you just like land, you know, with your feet on the ground, right. then it's like, yeah, you did great. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I like that this game is more deliberate Like you have to kind of know what tricks you're doing. And like, even with like the flips and stuff, like you have to plan your flip before you jump. If you really want to get the most out of the flip or the spin. Right. And I like that. Um, I I could go, I could go either way a little bit. I like how insane the reboot is, (laughs) (laughs) but I felt like it wasn't as rewarding to get good at. Because, like, if you look at someone who's bad at SSX, Tricky, versus someone who's good, you're like, I see the difference. Right. But if you look at someone who's bad at the reboot versus someone who's good at it, I assume it would look more similar, honestly.
1: That makes sense. All right.
0: So that covers SSX. And Tricky. And Tricky. We did it.
1: Two and one. Two for one.
0: Two for one. All right. So this next game. Is all Morgan?
1: Yeah. So next time, uh, we're gonna be covering a little game called Scalar. Well, I say it's little. Um, I did some preliminary um, playing of it, and it's a lot longer than I remember. So, <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I think, okay. yeah, it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a um, third-person platformer, uh, little blue lizard man. So we will be okay. talking about that next month.
0: I'm going in absolutely blind. I don't know anything about it yet. I'm
1: going in semi-blind. I played uh, the first, uh, I don't know, probably half of it as a kid and then didn't get any farther. But this time, I'll try to.
0: I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to play a platformer again. Yeah,
1: I think, uh, I hope you'll enjoy it.
0: I, I think that's all for um, this episode. You can find me on the my YouTube channel, Pixel Wave. Um, and you can find Morgan queued up for DPS and Overwatch. I'm glad I wrote that. I must have wrote that when we were playing Overwatch. Um,
1: Probably. <laughs> briefly. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, How do we end these episodes? I don't actually know. I think last time we said, I think we just like reiterated, hey, you can find us on yeah. platform. Well, yeah, because we you were said.
1: like, you can find Morgan on bleep because I was like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Leave me be. I'm right. lurking.
0: Uh, but I think our I think the outro that we should stick with is uh, I don't know. Goodbye. Goodbye. Which I think is what we said in the last in the first episode. Oh, okay. So, uh, I don't know. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> I hated that.
0: <laughs> Do it again. Do it again.
1: Goodbye. No. <laughs> Goodbye. No. I can't, now I can't, now I'm overthinking it. I can't say it like a normal person. Can okay. you say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye.